for this morning. Let's go ahead and stand to your feet, and uh, while you're standing, go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter number four in your Bibles. Philippians chapter number four. Philippians chapter number four. And I'm going to start reading in verse number eight. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, and whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, our hearts are open. Father, our minds are prepared to be renewed. Father, I believe that this word, Father God, will fall on good ground and that many of us will be forever changed by what we hear this morning. Father, your word is true. No matter what happens in life, Father, even when we stray, when life pushes us back to your word, we discover that your word is true. So we honor your word, God. And God, we pray that it will forever change us, make us more like you. We thank you for what you're going to do in these next few moments. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the Lord's presence. Believe it or not, we are ending our series today entitled Cheer Up, a four-part series that has been designed to deal with our emotional health. We kicked off the series, by way of recap, talking about worry. And I pray that many of us have made solid decisions that we are no longer going to worry. And so we talked about the importance of understanding that worry uh, will lead us down the path of, of ultimate hardship, um, if not even worse. And so we understand that worthy is a ch- uh, worry is a choice. We also talked about in this series, bouncing back after a defeat. You know, the Bible says the righteous falls seven times and he gets back up. And we had highlighted the fact that even when we fall, we have every reason to keep going. Amen. Because we don't lose. Look at your name and say, we don't lose. Uh, We don't lose as believers. We always win because God is at work in us to will and do of his good pleasure. So because of the fact that God is always at work, even when I have a setback every now and then, I can get right back up and get in the fight. Can somebody say amen to that? We talked last week about encouraging one another. We had highlighted the fact that if you really, really want to be blessed in life, that you spot out chances and opportunities to be a blessing to somebody else. One of the ways that God has designed us is that there is great joy that comes into our lives when we prioritize serving other people. And this is an important key that we talked about last last week. And so 
Um, if you hadn't heard those messages, then you can go online, you can download, and you can listen to them, and you can get caught up that way. And so today, I'm going to end this series uh, with the title, The Power of Right Thinking. The Power of Right Thinking. Everything that we talked about up to this point, if we don't understand how to control our minds and to think right, we undermine everything God has been showing us in recent weeks. A lot of people are not winning in life because they are not winning in their thinking. Until we learn to change the way we think, we won't really do better. How many know you can't live a Cadillac lifestyle with a Hyundai mindset? You know, many people want to go further in life. How many of you want to go further? <laughs> many of us, we want to go further in life, and we want to do better. And I've seen this over and over again. I've seen people say, Pastor, I, I really want to do better. I really want to do better. And then they start doing things. How many know just because you're doing things don't mean you really changed? I want you to hear me this morning. How many know you can take the ghetto out of the person, but it doesn't mean that the ghetto is out of them? Uh, how many know of, um, many of us watch NFL football, Dallas Cowboys is getting ready to take the field this evening. It's going to be amazing. Uh, y'all are supposed to clap, but nobody clapped. That's y'all own problem. It's not mine. People, what's wrong with you? So, so, so Aaron Hernandez, he was a receiver with the New England Patriots, and I understand that he's been convicted of murder, and he's in, being investigated for another murder. And we all look at these professional athletes, and we say, man, look at that. These guys are awesome. I mean, you know, you know they, they're making all this money. Their gift is so wonderful. We enjoy their gift on the field. They make millions. And then every now and then we turn around and we try to figure out why would somebody make millions of dollars and seemingly doing well, right? How is it that you end up walking around like a gangbanger? Because you see, what happened is they never changed their mindsets. So even though on the outside it looked good, but because they never changed the way they think, they took that ghetto mentality into an upgraded world, but in reality, they weren't prepared. You see, there's a lot of Christians that are still living, hear me, that are still living sort of a, a, a ghetto mentality mentally. We want to go further in God. We want to do well. In fact, every now and then, we see you do well, but you find yourself still on the outside looking and not really fully being able to engage and access all the things of God because we are still, watch this, we still have a mentality that, in other words, we're still thinking the same old way. How many know that you, your mind got to change? If you're going to change, how many know the best way to, you, to change you is to change the way you think? If you're in a crowd and you don't like the way that you are, and you don't like, if you don't like some things about yourself, how many know the only way you're going to really change is you've got to change the way you think? And there have been a lot of people that have been sidetracked in life. And, and give an example. I, we've had people, uh, by, you know, we'll talk about this thing of, of repentance for a moment. Uh, we have people that, that have come up, you've all seen them, they'll come up and, uh, and, and they'll say, come here, come here for a minute, son. We're going to do this real early. Hallelujah. And, and you know, just use them as an example. So you have, a, you have them come up here, and they come up the front. You know, you ever see them? And they come up here, and then they confess. Lord, you know, sorry for my sin. And then they turn right back around. 
and, and go back to that chair, and, and, and then you see them doing the exact, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm saying the exact same thing that they did before. Let me tell you what's happening a lot of times is, is that physically it looks like it's doing right, but guess what? If ain't nothing happening in here, all he did was took a walk up front, but he didn't change. How many know that repentance means there has to be a change of mind? If you don't change, your attitude won't change, your ways won't change, and then you'll be, we'll be sitting back saying, dude or lady, what's happened? What's wrong with you? How many know that God has given us a whole, thank you, give him a hand for coming up. That's what happens when you sit on the front, hallelujah. But you know, when God, God has given us a, a way in which we ought to operate in the kingdom of God. And I'll think, and how many know that, that some of us got stinking thinking? <laughs> you know, we just, we just adopted the same old mentality and we just try to dress it up. And how many know sometimes it comes to church? But how many of you really want to change? See, Here's a, be- here's a beautiful thing about, and we talk about cheerfulness and, cheerfulness and happiness. How many know that happiness is a state of mind? How many, how many know that the apostle, the apostle Paul, the apostle Paul was a man that wrote, he wrote the book of, uh, we, we call them the, the prison epistles, uh, Colossians, Philippians, Ephesians, and Philemon. These are in the New Testament. But do y'all not know that the Apostle Paul wrote all those books while he was in prison? And if you go back and read the book of Philippians, you hear things like rejoice. And again, I say rejoice, rejoice. And you will look at that and you would not think that the Apostle Paul was a man who was uh, in prison. In fact, Paul's circumstances and his happiness in life, hear this, was not based on his circumstances. See, many of us have situational happiness. What do I mean by situation? In other words, based on how my situation is will determine how I'm going to be. But how many know that's not Jesus said, I'll give you peace. And his peace is unlike the world's peace. It supersedes, come on somebody, it supersedes natural activities. God wants to give us a peace that can't be shaken, that can't be shaken or disturbed just because things in my life don't turn out exactly the way that I want. How many know it's not God's will for you to be up and down in your emotions? It is not the will of God for you to be sad one day and mad the next, happy one day and want to shoot somebody the next. It is not God's will. God's will is, how many, how many know that he wants you to rejoice? He wants you, the Jesus says, I came to give you life and give it to you more abundant, to the full, and everybody say overflowing. See, this is, now this is important because for many of us, everything we've been talking about in recent weeks, it all comes down to this. How do you think? Everything that I've said, you can, you can get rid of it if we don't change the way we think. If we don't, we don't begin to address where our minds tabernacle at most times. Got a question for you. What do you dwell on most of the time? How many know that you are what you think? <laughs> First Peter chapter 3, 
I'm sorry, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. I don't think you had this verse in the back, but God dropped this in my spirit this morning. And so I want to read this verse because it, it, it speaks so well um, to what I'm talking about this morning. Are y'all still listening? Say amen. amen. Th- this is going to help you. This is going to help somebody this morning. This is rich. 1 Peter 1, verse 13 says this. So prepare your minds for action. Look at this. And exercise self-control. Put all your hope. Everybody say all. Boy, let me tell you, this is a a verse. He says, put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So, So understand here, listen to this. He says, before you engage on the battlefield of life, before you step out, before you try to figure out what you're going to do, the first thing we must do is gird our minds for action. How many know that many of us get in trouble because we don't have a game plan up here? See, there have been many people that have stumbled, uh, we say stumbled, that have fallen into sin, that have gotten beaten up in the world because simply, simply put, they don't have a plan of success right here. You see? So Peter says that we need to prepare our minds for action. Because let me tell you something, if you don't, when life starts hitting you so hard, and how many know that life is going to hit you? How many know life is going, I mean, life is going to come at you all kinds of ways, but you know, how many know that if you spend time in God's presence and you worship God, if it's five minutes, if it's 10 minutes, if it's two hours, how many know that every time you do that, there's an opportunity for you to prepare your minds for action? Um, it's like, it's, Kind of, it's kind of like, can you imagine a football player, a rookie that's coming out of college with all their skill, right? They got mad skill. They can run, they can punt, they can quarterback, they can do all of it, and they just come, they come out of college, and they say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm so good, you know, I was really, really good in college, you know, I was great, and, and I just want to play. I don't want to go in the film room. I don't really feel like I need to study because my skill is off the chain. What do you think the coaches will say to them? You're going to sit on the bench. Because if you're going to get on the field, and if you're really going to succeed, how many know you got to have a plan? You got to think. You got to sit there. How many know that, that every time we open the word of God, you see, what you're doing this morning, believe it or not, if you can receive this, is you're formulating a plan. You're thinking right now. See, every time you come into an environment like this, whether you're at home, whether you're in church, every time you come into an environment where you can hear, you are, so you are girding your minds for action because you know that Satan is coming. And a lot of people get hoodwinked, they get beat down because they're not prepared. How many of you would find yourself in a situation that you wonder like, gee, how did I get here? Is anybody else in it? Come on, somebody. How did I end up? You didn't plan on being there. I mean, you just woke up one day and boom, here I go. Here I am. What's up? How did I get here? I did, I did not plan for this. Let me tell you something. You've got to gird your minds. You've got to get ready. How many of you know the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord? You see? How many of you know God will order your steps if you talk to him? He'll direct you so you won't walk into some places you've got no business going. You see, how many know that you've got to think right? Prepare your minds for action. Get ready. Begin, look, formulate a plan so the next time that depression try to come on you, how many know you need to know how to think about that? 
The next time worry try to attack your mind, you need, listen, you need to have a game plan. How are you going to deal with that? What are you going to say? Uh, you know, I'll tell you one thing I'll say. It says in Isaiah 1, I think Isaiah chapter, I forget the verse, but it's Isaiah, I believe, uh, chapter 26. It says, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. How many you want God's peace? He said, keep your mind on him. Proverbs 23, 7 says this. I still listen and say amen. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, watch this, so is he or her. All right? Listen to me. If you think that you can't win, you probably ain't going to win. If you think of yourself as a loser, then how many know that other people may look at you as what? How many know if you think of yourself as a miserable person, do you might think that there might be a chance that other folk might think of you the same way? As a man thinks in his heart, hear me, so is he. So then if I want to change the way I think about me, I got to change my mind. I got to, listen, I got to hear what God says about who I am. How many know that you, other people shouldn't define you? God should define you. Don't let other people try to put labels on you. Let God define you. God is the one who is your savior. He is the one that says that you're the head and not the tail. The head and not the tail. He is the one that said that you are his son, you are his daughter, you have been adopted into the family of God. So how many know he's the one that names us, amen? So let nobody put a label on you. So if I want to change, you know, I got to think differently. As a man thinks in his heart. So whatever you think of yourself, that's who you are. Now, I want you to think for a moment, no pun intended. What do you think of yourself? That's one thought. Now, I want you to take a step further. Now, if you don't like some of what you just thought about yourself, how are you going to change that? Right? So you got to think differently. How many of you got some things about yourself you don't like? <laughs> I only saw like three or four people raise their hands. I got one amen. I know, I know there's a little bit more than that. So we, got, so, so we understand this scripture verse where it says, as a man thinks in heart, so is he. So then if I want to change, I want to be different, if I want to act different, how many know my thinking affects my actions? Right? I'm going to do things based on how I think. So I want you to begin to understand that it's important that you and I think like a winner, or I like to say think biblically. You know, to me, you ever hear the phrase, phraseology, um, what do they call it, positive thinking? I just like to say biblical thinking. For me, positive thinking is biblical thinking. I want to get the mind of God on what he says, who I am. How many of you know what I'm talking about this morning? The Apostle Paul in Acts 26, 2. Apostle Paul said this. Watch this. He said in this, this, verse, this verse, he says, I think myself happy. <laughs> I think myself. How can you just think yourself happy? Paul, how many know that Paul was a man that was, that had many challenges in life. There was a lot of things that was constantly coming up against him. All the time, he was planting churches, he was under threat. His life was always hanging in the balance, this man. And Paul gave us some insight into his thinking. He says, I just, I think myself happy. I mean, no, it's not being crazy. 
It's being, you know what? No matter what happened to me, I'm going to choose to think this way. I'm not going to think I'm going down. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to think that I'm a loser. Is anybody hearing this? I'm not going to, th- listen, uh, listen, parents, don't think that your kids are not going to make it. Don't, I know the devil might know sometimes the devil make you think, boy, I don't know. Daughter, I don't know about you. I, I really, I mean, that devil is a liar. You've got to thank yourself happy and you've got to believe. And you speak what you want to see manifest in your environment. So I'm going to, listen, so I'm going to speak when, how many know every now and then when our kids act out of character, you know, you got you to tell them. So look, look, you, you're not thinking right. This is the way you need to, this is the way you need to behave. And if you're going to change the way you're going to behave, you got to change the way you think. Because your behavior is not going to change. Until we come to a place where we say, I'm done, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to change the way I think. Now, let me know that the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Stop there there for a moment. I want you to meditate on, on that for one second. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Um, did Jesus walk around depressed? I mean, if I'm wrong, please let me know. Uh, did Jesus walk around worried about how am I going to make it? Did Jesus walk around mad and just want to beat everybody up? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. How many know Jesus was at peace with himself? How many know we need to learn how to be at peace with ourselves? Is anybody hearing this this morning? Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Go ahead and turn to that verse real quick. Romans 12, chapter, verses 1 and 2. This is a verse that we all understand, we all know. But I, I want to kind of dissect it just a little bit. Paul here speaking to the Romans, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, how many know God's mercies have been good to us, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, watch this. So here's the call. The call is that God wants us to present our bodies, that means our temples, as a living sacrifice. He goes on to say, holy, everybody say holy, and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable, everybody say reasonable, reasonable service, all right? So, so the call is to be holy and to figure out what it is that God wants with our life. A living sacrifice means that every single day I get up on that altar and I sacrifice my desires, I sacrifice um, all of what I want, and I give it up for what God wants. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? That's what it means to be a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice means you got to sacrifice yourself and, watch this, and, and accept, everybody say accept, accept what God's protocols are for your life even if that means that it contradicts with your way of thinking. How many of you here will be honest and say every now and then the Bible contradicts my way of thinking? Come on. 
Some of us right now, we are, we, let's be honest. Listen, some of the ways and some of the thought patterns of this world, come on, somebody. I mean, some of us, we think, man, it's really okay. But then when we look at the Bible, we're at a crossroads. Oh, well, I, well, I mean, and then we start getting to the point, well, 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 maybe the scripture is outdated. Oh, maybe that's just your interpretation. See, we start getting to that point because what we're saying is when we want to start changing the world, watch this, let me know that, that, that the world is going to conflict with God's way of thinking. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? Expect it, believe it, know it's going to happen up front so you won't be tripping when it happens. Don't be tripping when all the world comes up against you because you live in an archaic mindset to them. You see? He says now, so the call is he, wanna be, uh, he wants to be a living sacrifice. And then look what he says in verse number two. He says, and do not be conformed. Conformed means, y'all see, see listen, say amen. Conformed means don't give in. Don't conform to what the world says when the world contradicts God's way of thinking. He says the call for us is don't conform. So the question is, how in the world am I going to do that? Because how many know that's a lot of pressure? How many know there's a lot of pressure? The devil, and the devil is ramping up the pressure. Am I right about it? And I, I, said it, I, said, I said it weeks ago, months ago, years ago, and I said it today, that there's coming a time that the pleasures that we enjoy right now in this church, you and I coming together, talking about the word of God and preaching in this way, it's going to change right here in America. God is showing me that. I mean, it, everything, everything that I'm seeing and I'm hearing, it is coming to this. And the question will be, am I going to conform or am I going to stand my ground? See, how many know you can't stand your ground if you never made up your mind who you're going to serse in the first place? See, if you still wish-washy on which way you're going to go, when the pressure hits you, you're going to certainly can't. You ain't going to be able to do this. See, you gotta, how many know that we got to make up our minds in advance? Like, like Joshua said, choose this day whom you're going to serve. Do I got anybody in the room who say, I'm going to serve the Lord Jesus? Is anybody here say, I'm going all the way with Jesus? Huh. He says, so, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, by the renewing, everybody say renewing, of your mind. So how am I going to change? How are we going to change the world? Well, guess what, church? The world's not going to change. We're not going to change the world until we first change. Right? So how am I going to be able to not conform? How am I going to be able to find out what's holy and something right in the, in the eyes of God? How am I going to be able to pull this off? Listen to me. I got to change my own mind. See? And how, how many know... You can get a real nice computer, an Apple computer, and it looks really, really good on the outside. It's magnificent and it's beautiful. But if it don't have a hard drive in it, all you got is a shell. I mean, you know, the mind is the thing that makes stuff go. It's, the, it's about the mind. See, if you don't believe this, the battle is for your mind. See, the devil is after... He ain't just after you. He's after your kids, your grandkids, and all. He's, he's trying to wipe up everything. The devil, the devil is playing hard. Are you hearing me today? 
So how am I going to change the world? I got to listen. I got to know what God's words say. I got to figure out. Here's, here's why we say all the time. This is why we say, man, read the word every day, even if it's for five minutes. Why? Because I get to find out what does God say? And the question is, do I have the courage to stand up and do what he said? Because over time, when I start renewing my mind and I begin to say, you know what, Lord? And, and, and how many know we've already established that God is going to drop some things on you that's going to contradict your mind? You already know that right up front. You've already, you already know that. So when it does happen, you have already, you're already prepared to say, Lord, I'm going this way. God, I'm going to do this. God, I'm going to take your word and I'm going to obey it, even if it means I got to stand by myself. Is there anybody here willing to do that? I mean, this is deep calling the deep this morning, isn't it? Because here's the thing. Change, well, God says change. The reason why he's telling us to change our minds is because our minds ain't right. And here's, here's another revelation. Everybody else who don't have the mind of God in this world, their minds ain't right. You are the light of the world. He said, you know, you, if you walk with God, you're walking in light. But how many know that everyone who don't know God, hear me. I hope I don't offend nobody. But if you don't know Jesus Christ, you are walking in darkness. And the Bible says, great is that darkness. And so what happens is, how many of you, when you got, how many would testify that when you got saved, when you gave your life to God and, you, and, and the light bulb came on, you saw everything different. I mean, you start seeing things, things that you used to think were okay, now it's like, hmm, hmm, I can't do that. No more. How many know this? Listen to me, church, that God will always allow us to live our life and do whatever we want to do. And in a sense, we all like that. Don't we? we like freedom? But how many know that if you if you don't acquiesce or if you violate the integrity of what God has set in motion, there's always a consequence. So if I got the mind of God, see. Let me say this in a way that you won't think I'm being arrogant. I don't care what kind of education people got. I don't care how much money they make. Hear what I'm saying. I don't care if they can speak more articulately than me and all of that. You know, I generally think if, if you don't know God, I think I'm smarter than you are. I do. I don't care. I mean, I, I, don't, I mean, that's just the way I care. I mean, I, I mean th- this is why I can stand in front of any group of people and I can talk because if, if, especially people who don't know God. Oh, man, that's 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 my place, because now I'm about to impart some wisdom into you. I'm about to open your understanding so you will see. How do you know the people of God ought to be seeing? So if we ought to be if the majority of the people ain't seeing, then why do we want to try to act like the majority of the people when we know they're not right and they're walking in darkness? Why do I want to try to act like them? You following me? If if, if I am the light of the world, Jesus says you're the light of the world. You're the sit on the hill. So if you're the light, why do I need to try to mimic the darkness? Is anybody hearing me? Is anybody receiving this this morning? So he calls us to be this living sacrifice. He says, watch this, and we need to renew our minds. Everybody say renew your minds. Uh, look at 2 Corinthians, verse number 10, verses 4 and 6. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, verses 4 and 6. I want y'all to stay with me just for a few more moments. 
I just need to drive home this point. For the weapons of our warfare, now he's talking about Christians. Now, how many know that you're in a warfare? How many of you would say this morning, Pastor, I got battle in my head. In fact, if we can uncover what was going on in your head, if you're walking with God, if you're walking with God, there's, a, I mean, the enemy, there's all kind of stuff going on inside of your head. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But watch this, mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. How many know God want us to be free? <laughs> Listen to this, casting down arguments. Verse number five. How many know that you got some of these folks, you listen to them sometime on TV? You ever see the, the people that got these doctors and PhDs and, and, and man, they talk, man, and they make a lot of sense. They've been studying behavior and, and they got this deep philosophy. And, and you sit there and you listen to them and, and, and you listen to them make an argument and they would try to kind of like, uh, you know, they, they, they would try to undermine the word of God. And they start talking about how all this stuff. And, you know, you listen to them, you would think, man, that's some pretty impressive stuff. But how many know it don't change what God said? How many know a person can say a lot of gibberish? That's what I call it. See, I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm just being biblical. I'm just one of those people. Pastor, where are you coming from? I'm just one of those people that believe the Bible cover to cover. I, that's, how I work, that's how I roll. And I believe the scripture is true. And you're hearing me this morning. Does anybody else in here believe the word of God is true? Now watch this. He said, for the weapon of our warfare are, 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 are mighty through God to the pulling down the stronghold. Watch this. Casting down arguments, so I'm going to cast down these arguments, and every high thing, watch this, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. There it is. Bringing every, everybody say every. Now say it real loud. Every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, now hear this. This is a powerful verse. So he said, I'm going to cast down every argument. And every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. I don't care how pretty it sounds. I don't care how nice it sounds. Because I already know that if I'm going to live in peace, I got to think like God. <laughs> Y'all didn't hear me. I know if I'm going to live free, I got to get the mind of God. I already know this. I, if some of y'all are still living this life, you still think for some reason that the, the world's way is going to satisfy you, keep on at it. I'm here to tell you, you're, gonna, you're in for it. It ain't going to change. It's going to get worse. I've been there, done that. I've tried it for you, so you won't have to do it. All roads is going to lead back to this. All roads is going to lead back to this. And how many know it is, look, it is staring us right in the face? So watch this. He says, now, now, every high thing, every argument that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. And he said, bring every thought. Everybody say every thought. Every thought captive. Now watch this. So how many know, I, I used to hear, I used to hear one guy, he said, I forget the phraseology that he used, but this one gentleman used to say to me, it's okay to look and, uh, and, and to lust as long as you don't touch. <laughs> now how many know that's foolish? But this is what he said. Man, ain't nothing wrong with me looking, you know. I mean, whoo, oh, what's, what's wrong with you, brother? That's what dogs do when they ain't heat. What's wrong with you? Hear me. You see, we all must understand this. 
there's going to be thoughts and imaginations that's going to come in your mind. Going to, how many have thoughts and imaginations that ain't right that come knocking at your door? All right, I'm here to tell you right now, you ain't, you ain't crazy. Everybody in this room, you have thoughts and imagination that come running. Now, some of us, because some of us leave it unchecked, and it's off the hook. And now it's to a point it's completely controlled us instead of us controlling it. Now, and I want you to hear, so, so here's how I handle this. The Bible says, I am to catch every thought. So every thought that comes into my mind that it doesn't line up with the word of God, I capture it. I don't let it go. You see? Every thought, I'm going to make that thought obey Christ. Because here's what happened. If I start letting it go, I start letting it go, I start letting it go, then what happened? It starts to build up, it starts to build up. Now it's affecting my actions. So here's how I deal with strongholds. I don't let, listen, too many people let their minds run unchecked. We go places in our minds. How many know you got to cast that stuff down? See, how many know it's about right thinking? So, look, I don't even want to think wrong. So, if the, when the thought comes, I'm going to catch that thought, and I'm going to make it obey Christ. You follow me? So, if the thought comes into my mind, you know, uh, love your enemies. That's a good thought. Yeah. Uh, uh, do good to those. That's a good thought. Kill her. Oh, wait a minute. How many know you better catch that? Because if you keep toying around with that thing in your brain, there have been a lot. Listen, my other job is a policeman. There have been a lot of people I've seen over the years. I worked malicious wounding, robberies, all shootings. I worked them all. There have been a lot of people who got in trouble, and listen, who were educated and had good jobs and had family, and they got mad and they killed somebody. Let me tell you something. If you let your mind go unchecked, you're liable to do anything. Am I right about it? If you let your mind go like whatever it wants to do, how many know they used to have a United Negro Carlos Fund? The mind is a terrible thing to waste. Oh, you remember that? The mind is a terrible thing to, to leave unchecked. Because the enemy will bring suggestion to your mind. But he tells us, he says, look, cast it down. Everybody say, cast it down. Don't let the thought run in your brain. Don't let this thing take control of you. You take control of it, and you begin to think right. Walk in love. You know what it means to walk in love? Listen, to walk in love don't mean that I'm just going to say, I love you. That's not walking in love, just saying I love you. How many know, how many know we got to think love? This is what we're missing sometimes. We, we, we'll give the perception to people, I'm all right, I'm good, but on the inside, we are mad as all get up. That was the PG version. <laughs> Some of you didn't catch that. So we're, we're, we're mad. You, you hear what I'm saying? We're mad, and, and, and we're, we're thinking one thing, and then we walk up one day and say, man, what happened to you? He just went off. No, he always went off. He was, he was, just, it was already here. Nobody go rob a bank in first, until they first conceive it in their brain. Let me think about robbing a bank. See, when you think if, you, if you're having financial troubles and you think about stealing, don't just sit there and say, let me, let me think about that, how I can pull this off. <laughs> no, you better say, that ain't right. No, the devil is a lie. You better bang your head up against the wall if you got that devil. <laughs> Do what you got. Don't let yourself go there. But how many know your mind, if you don't, and a lot of people are that way. They say one thing. Uh, well, you know, I've heard people say, let me give you a practical example. Oh, well, you know, 
I don't feel, my feelings ain't the same no more. Then here's what I'm going to ask you. How do you think about that situation most of the time? If I think negatively, I'm going to what? Act negatively. If I come to Wednesday night Bible study and my thought process is I ain't going to get nothing out of it, you ain't going to get nothing out of it because you beat it up before you got there. Y'all don't, wanna, y'all don't, y'all don't really want me to preach this morning. I, y'all don't really want to hear this. I'm trying to tell you, it, why is it that one person can sit here in the church and say, Pastor, woo, good word, I got it, good word, Pastor. Then another person, they just up, they don't want to hear nothing, they're gone. They don't receive nothing. Why is that? It's what they think. It's their mental approach. Because if you think wrong, then it's going to affect your act. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Listen, if you want to change your action, change the way you think, or you ain't going to ever change. Period. If, listen, if you're a person got emotional roller coasters, you got to learn how to get control of your emotions so you can walk in peace. The devil is a liar. Joy, happiness, peace is yours. You go take it and refuse to give it up. Don't let people, well, he stole my joy. No, he didn't steal nothing. You gave it to him. He made me punch. No, he didn't make you punch. You did it. I can hear the Lord now. We're in the presence of the Lord. Lord, 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 I wouldn't have did that, but they just made me. You think the Lord going to entertain that? <laughs> Not say that. I know that ain't going to work. Finally, we got to close. We got to close. Finally. Philippians 4.8. This is our main text. Now, now, understand the Apostle Paul here, he's given us a mindset that we need to have. See, everything we talked about is about the mind. To think, you wait the way you think. If, if you hear this message this morning and you begin to change the way you think, everything in your life is going to change. If you got a negative attitude, your negative attitude is going to change when you start thinking differently. If you don't think differently, stop it. Stop kidding yourself. You're never going to change. You, may, you can come in here, you can act real nice. You ever seen people act nice for a while, for a minute? Then all of a sudden, boy, all of a sudden, oh, the, the pressures of life. Bring out what's really deep down on the inside. It was always there because I never dealt with it in here. If I don't deal with it in here, I just, it's just an act of futility. Are y'all hearing me what I'm saying? Amen. Young people, hear me, young people. I know that in the schools that there's a mindset that is being promoted that you and I both know that ain't right. And if you meditate on that as being right, then eventually it will change you and you won't change it. This is why it's important to surround yourself around people, listen to me, that think biblically. You see, you follow what I'm saying? I need to surround myself around people like Ray, see, people like Shannon and Ashley and Matt. You follow what I'm saying? I need to surround myself with people that's going to keep me thinking straight. Because how many know if you hang around Good, bad morals, uh, what is it, uh, the scripture verse? Uh, 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 bad people affect your behavior. I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember the verse. <laughs> My thinking is a little bit, you know, I've been thinking too much this morning. So he tells you, in Philippians 4, 8, he says, whatsoever is true. Now here, here's the thing. 
Five minutes. Can I get five minutes and we're done? Just five minutes, okay? Is, is, can I ask, is anybody being helped at all? Is this helping anybody? Okay, good. Okay. So Paul says, whatsoever things are true, all right? Now, how many know that the devil always will whistle lies to you? You ain't going to make it, right? You know, you're going to be just like your daddy. That's what the devil used to tell me all the time. My daddy was a whoremonger. He was a drunk. And for a long time, because I heard it, and I heard it from places, listen to me, I heard it from places of people that were supposed to love me that will tell me, you're going to be just like your daddy. And it took me a long time to get away from that. And it seemed like, man, every, I mean, a couple, every now and then I wake up, I was like, man, I'm acting just like. Because it affected my thinking. Are you hearing me? See, the reason I got delivered and I'm standing up here before you today is because I changed my mind. So what service is true? So I don't want to entertain the, devil, the, the devil's lies. How many know that the devil started whispering you, you ain't going to make it? Oh, you know, you touch a spot. Oh, that's a lump. I got cancer. Who told you you got cancer? Where'd that come from? You, you follow what I'm saying? Deal with, they used to have a TV show, Just the Facts. Just the, anybody remember that one? Just the Facts. What are the facts? Don't tell me the what is. What are the facts? I'm not going to be dealing in hypotheses. T- what are the facts? The devil had got many people making wrong decisions based on fear and anxiety instead of the facts. Everybody say facts. He said, what sort of things are noble? This is things that are worthy of respect. All right? How many know that we need to think, we need to meditate? Can I say this for you? L- listen. <laughs> I don't want to offend nobody. But if your regular diet every day is Jerry Springer, then your mind is in the gutter. You ain't thinking right. I'm just telling you. I don't see how anybody, I'm just being honest, I don't see how you can sit there and watch that and think that that won't affect your spirit. Well, marriage doing fine. Your husband, wife come home, you look at, mmm, where you been? I just got back from work. You been cheating on me? Where'd that come from? <laughs> You've been watching Jerry Springer all day. So that's affected your brother. How many know? So we want, listen, we want to think on things that are noble, things worthy of respect. You follow what I'm saying? I want to avoid the negative. I want to think on things that are just. Just means what God says is right. If God says it's right, I'm going to meditate on it. If God says it's wrong, I'm getting rid of it. Is anybody here believing that? Whatsoever things are pure, this means innocent, modest, and chaste. How many know if you want to think right about sex, you need to think biblically about sex? How many know if you fill your mind with porn, it's going to affect how you relate, period? How many know many people's lives have been destroyed because of porn? But, you know, you follow what I'm saying? So we, what is pure? What does God say? So I want to meditate on things that's going to promote purity so that I can now have a healthy relationship with my spouse. There have been a lot of people that get married, and then they bring their baggage into their marriage, and they can't even look at their spouse in the right way because they only see through eyes of pornography. And reality is your wife has 15 of your kids. She ain't going to be like she was. Come on, somebody. Come on. I got one hand clap. Come on. But if I fill my mind with this is the way it's supposed to be, over time, you understand what I'm saying? She had your kids, brother. Chill out. 
right. All right. So, we're gonna, so whatsoever is lovely, meaning what's pleasing to God. I want to find out what's pleasing to God. And whatever is of good report, that meaning what is commendable. Is the information good? Is it wholesome? Is it honorable? Is it helpful? Paul says, think on these things. In verse 9, he said, now, if you have any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And the things which you've learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And look what he says. He says, and the God of peace will be with you. There it is. There's the prescription right there. He's telling you how to think. He said, and if you think right, the God of peace, your mind will be at ease. Because anybody here just want to be at rest? Come on, get your head right. Get it right. In conclusion, I'm going to say this, and I'm really done. This is going to last, this is one minute. Mark 4, 24, then he said to them, take heed what you hear. All right? What do you listen to every day? What music are you listening to? What entertainment are you hearing? How many know faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God? But how many know you can hear other stuff? And after a while, you hear the wrong thing. How many know it'll change it? Matthew 18, 9. And if your eye calls you to sin, pluck it out. This is drastic, ain't it? Some of you are going to go pluck it out. And cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than the two eyes to be cast into hellfire. So why? He said, watch, listen, be careful what you're looking at. How many know? Because what you're looking at can affect the way you think. What you hear on the radio, what you hear, what you people that you hang around on a regular basis. Why would you, hang, if you're a Christian, why would you hang around? Listen, listen. I understand the thing about fellas, you need to uh, interact with the world. I get it. But, but, you know, I'm talking about we interact with the world just to be interacting with the world when we have no intention at all on talking about matters of faith. Jesus went into him. He engaged people for the one reason he wanted to change them. Because he had what was, they needed, life. How many know that people need life? The lamp of the body is the eye, Matthew 6, 22. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But watch this. If your eye is bad, you know, that goes a long ways. So some of us need to start thinking about, okay, what am I watching? You want to, so why am I thinking like this? Why are my relationships messed up? What's going, how come I can't seem to make it? Then what, what, are, you, what are you tabernacking at? Tabernacle. Where are you hanging out at? What are you looking at on a? What are you feeding yourself with on a regular basis? What are you listening to? What what's? What are you dancing to? It's okay to dance. I can dance with the best of them. Trust me, I can kick it. I'm telling you, y'all be surprised. Brother can dance. I ain't, you know, you know. But what are you dancing to? You follow what I'm saying? Because that affects my mind. So I got to guard my heart because out of it flows the issues of life. Amen. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. And if you're sitting here today and, and you heard the, the word of the Lord, the Bible says today, if you hear, don't harden your hearts. You know, understand that Jesus 